we're going to read the book of Exodus chapter 14 and from verse 10 the Bible says Pharaoh was already near where the Israelites looked up and saw the Egyptians were on the march to pursue them in great fright they cried out to the Lord and they complained to Moses were there no burial places in Egypt that you had to bring us out here to die in the desert? Why did you do this to us? Why did you bring us out to Egypt? Did we not tell you this in Egypt? When we said, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians far better for us to be the slaves of the Egyptians than to die in the desert? And verse 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why? Are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward and you lift up your staff and with a hand outstretched over the sea. Split the sea into two that the Israelites may pass through it and into dry land. But I will make the Egyptians so obstinate that they will go in after them. Then I will receive glory through Pharaoh and all his army, his chariots and charioteers. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I receive glory through Pharaoh and his chariots and charioteers. The angel of the Lord who had been leading Israel's camp now moved and went around behind them. Praise God. You see the story of the Israelites who the Lord actually sent a savior, sent Moses to get them from the land of Egypt. And we are going to read the book of Ruth chapter 1 from verse 20 but she said to them do not call me Naomi call me Mara for the Almighty has made it very bitter for me I went away with an abundance but the Lord has brought me back destitute why should you call me Naomi since the Lord has pronounced against me and the Almighty has brought evil upon me let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, we honor you, we worship you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Welcome your presence into our hearts, Lord, as you help us to meditate on your word, teach us something new, speak to our hearts, speak to our lives, Lord, and transform us for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, before we continue, I want to read uh, Ruth, chapter 2, verse 20. She said, May he be blessed by the Lord, who is an ever-merciful to the living and to the dead. Naomi exclaimed to her daughter-in-law, and she continued, He is a relative of ours, one of our next of kin, meaning a king's man redeemer. It is a relative who apparently comes from the same clan as them and has the right and debt duty to restore the land which an impoverished kinsman has alienated. He's also got a right to marry the widow of a relative who had died without a male offspring so as to raise up posterity to his name. Praise God. We're just reading uh, two different scriptures that are revealing to us something very interesting. The Israelites have got the Lord on their side, sending Moses to redeem them, to get them from the land of captivity to the promised kingdom, which is Canaan. 
and on the way when they encounter Red Sea they started complaining to Moses and they were wishing that they would have died in Egypt apparently God is still merciful because what we just read from verse 15 we see what the Lord said to Moses that to stretch out his staff the topic for our meditation is shift your focus shift your focus because they had to shift their focus they are looking at the red sea looking at the egyptians there is no hope but they need to if they shift their focus then that means they will not be frightened because what we didn't read in verse 13 the Bible says, Moses answered the people, Fear not, stand your ground, and you will see the victory the Lord will win for you today. These Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. The Lord himself will fight for you, and you have only to keep still. You see, that is already a promise, which we know was fulfilled. According to the promise, the Lord fulfills his plan because of his faithfulness. But when the, the, when the israelites were looking at the egyptians and the red sea they started complaining so when we focus on the problem when we focus on anything else other than god especially when you are going through a tough time definitely there's nothing else that will come out it will be complaining that is why it is crucial to fix our eyes on jesus when naomi was looking at her loss when she came back to bethlehem like we just read she was telling them don't call me naomi she was even rejecting herself, self-pity and everything, and called me Mara, and then immediately started complaining to God that it is God who has done this to me. But you see, probably she didn't know there is a Romans 8.28 which says that all things work out for good for those who love the Lord, those who are called according to his purpose. Do you know it is funny? She did not know that she was actually created and called to live for the purpose of God. She too live for the purpose that God had created her. Many times in our lives do we get ourselves into a similar situation that when we are confronted by problems, giants of problems, we think they are greater than God and we start complaining to the only person who can help us who is God. When we are faced by loss, when we are faced with maybe uh, frustrations and troubles of this life, we tend to look at the problem. We are filled with fear and the only thing that comes out is negativity and we start turning to God, turning to those who are supposed to be near and close to us and complaining and pointing fingers it does not help Naomi and I really thank God because before long he managed probably because of the purpose of God that was entrusted in her life the Lord helped her to have her focus change but today what do we learn that we need to change our focus if we are to experience the goodness the faithfulness of God and to live according to his purpose so that we get to live in his will not our wills but his so when Naomi changed her focus was actually a moment where she stopped looking at what she has lost and looking at what she doesn't have or what God has done and stopped complaining. We don't have we don't see her talking. We don't see her complaining anymore, but we see Ruth going out to gather grain and the favor of God was upon her so much. So when she came back, how do we know that Naomi actually shifted her focus? It is when we see her speaking and it was when she came back verse 20 we read that when she asked where did you collect grain today and she said it was in this field and the man the owner was called Boaz so she said she just changed and she was telling Naomi that may he be blessed by the Lord who is ever merciful ever merciful to the living and to the dead 
So the Lord is merciful to the living and the dead. And verse 21 of chapter 1, she did not think God was merciful. You see, when our mind is filled by negativity, when we are focusing on the wrong thing, then we cannot think straight. We cannot really talk about the mercy of God until when we change our focus. And by the grace of God, then we are able to see. The Lord will take us through some of these testing seasons of our lives. But the Lord's favor, which was upon Ruth, also trickled down upon her. And probably even because of her going out and bringing something and being able to collect rain. And then she had what God had already predestined, you know, was coming into fulfillment. Because it was God's plan that they found themselves at that time, at that particular place. And it was within the plan of God that Naomi actually got to meet Boaz. So when this plan of God is unfolding, her focus is changing. May the Lord help us that we may have our focus changed before we go too far. Otherwise, it is going to be very, um, very tough for us when we don't change our focus. But when you know that God is good and we see the goodness of God in our lives, when you have experienced the goodness of God in our lives, then every day we have to live with our focus fixed on Jesus. We know a man who refused to have his focus changed when he was calling on Jesus uh, because he needed to be healed. He was a blind beggar called Bartimaeus in the Gospel of Luke chapter 18. And we read verse 38. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. They were rebuking him to, to be silent. But he decided he will not change his focus. His focus was fixed on Jesus of Nazareth. And he got to experience the fullness of the power of God in his life when he did not listen to the ones who are rebuking him. So this is what happens when we choose not to have our focus shifted by haters or onlookers, but we choose to focus on he who we know and we have experienced his goodness and faithfulness in our lives so that our lives are transformed for the greater glory of his name. May the Lord help us because we do not know that whatever it is that we could be experiencing today is actually within the plan of God because if God created Ruth, and Naomi to go through this so that he may come through this lineage, then they could not change it. Shift our focus from looking at the giant problems facing us or the struggles that we are going through and to look at the Redeemer, the merciful God that we know who has been merciful to us, who has given us a chance to listen to this podcast. Many people would want to be alive, they are not alive. So that God is still merciful and able to intervene in our situations. So the other thing is that at the time of adversity or struggle, um, we can find our strength when we shift our focus because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what the Bible says, and the Lord is our strength. So if the strength that we need to go through a challenging time or a tough time is from the Lord, then that means when we focus on other things or the situations or the circumstances that are surrounding us, then we will not get that strength. When we don't recognize, we are not able to recognize uh, the faithfulness of God at the time of our struggles. That means we are believing in a lie. And we know now that 
Jesus promised never to leave us nor forsake us. He is always coming to us. He is close to the broken-hearted and those who are struggling. And many many stories and many verses in the Bible can reveal that to us. So fear should not be our guiding principle because when the Israelites were afraid of the situations that were surrounding them, they started complaining and they started turning to Moses and complaining to God. And so is our story. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus and we allow faith to arise, the power of God is manifested in us, then the reverse happens. So let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, we honor you, we enthrone you, we glorify your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for revealing to us your word that we should allow our shift of focus from the environment around us, from the troubles and the struggles of our life, to look up to you because you have, you have the solution to every problem in our lives and you are the solution that we need in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us to shift our focus. We pray that you may guide us like you did to Naomi, that your favor may rest upon us like you did upon Ruth. The Lord Jesus, your presence may be manifested around us, in us, and through us like you did in the lives of the Israelites, your chosen nation. We belong to you, Lord. We are yours. We love you and we honor you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, and reign in our hearts. You are the King of kings. We acknowledge your Lordship. We acknowledge there is no God but you, that you alone are the Lord, that you alone are faithful, even in the time of our struggles, even in the challenges that we could be facing. Lord, help us to fix our focus on you. Help us, Lord, to fix our gaze at you, because everything else will not Give us what we actually need and what we need is your presence to be with us, to guide us, to help us, to be manifested in us and through us. We acknowledge your mercy and your faithfulness in our lives, Lord. We thank you and we bless you. Hallelujah to your name. Take all the glory, Lord, and take all the honor. It is in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen.